In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's my weight loss journey and how I lost 150 pounds. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is me, your humble host, the Q Diggity Dog, up in the home studio here. And today, we are going to talk about my health journey. I'm excited to be joined in the studio with my wife. She's just here to kind of key in if I do a good job telling the story. And before we get started, I want to share with you our email address so you can connect with us. It's coach at man versus marriage podcast.com coach at man versus marriage podcast.com and you can connect with us on facebook at mvsm podcast right there on our facebook group and uh, we've got plenty of things for you to look at right there and that's also a place where you can post your questions your comments what's going on with you so the man versus marriage nation can engage and we can get this thing done together so today I'm just going to put it out there when uh, at the front of the show to say I've never been great at telling this story. Either it's too few words or way too many words, and it just loses the audience. So stick with me if you can. Um, I want to talk to you about my weight loss journey because there was a time in my life when I was well over 380 pounds, and uh, now I'm sitting right around the two. 27 to 230 ish range um and i've just been successful in keeping that weight off for literally 10 years and i think that is a feat in its own and something i just don't give myself enough credit for so let's get this journey kicked off i definitely was a little chub chub meister kid um, one of the, uh, one of the worst memories I had, uh, was it all started back in, uh, sixth grade, you know, everybody's sitting around, they're weighing everybody in and, uh, here I am like 12 years old. And, uh, obviously this is like anchored in my mind because I still remember it, but there I am. And, uh, I get on the scale, you know, last name is Moran. So I'm, you know, kind of down in the pack here, but I stand on the scale and it's like, uh, I get on, it's like 196. And of course the person all the way across the room taking note couldn't hear. So the coach, coach McKinney had to say it louder where everybody in all the neighboring counties can hear and it's like 196 and it's not hard to tell i don't i don't know exactly what happened i know looking at my um the the baseball pictures uh from like the year before i was a little chubby but i was not thick and bullion like i was uh the next year in the baseball picture and i was just pretty swollen up um, but that's kind of where it started. I became very, very self-conscious about, uh, my weight and I, I kind of just never looked back and then everything started to become about my weight. So, um, if you fast forward, you know, um, I was on the high school wrestling team and I recall that, you know, the weight limit at the time was 275 and here I am 
weighing in at 296. Wow, that was 100 pounds. Exactly 100 pounds. That's wild. So I had to lose weight to be on the wrestling team and, you know, kind of got down to 265 at one point. But everything became about weight. And then, uh, you know, as uh, as time went on, I just continued to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was uh, it was tough because it just felt like I was in a prison. I couldn't get out. And nothing I did seemed to work. It would work a little bit and I would give up. And um, eventually the show The Biggest Loser came out. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I, I love that show. I would watch it, you know, while I was eating chips or ice cream and uh, hope that I could uh, change my life and figure someday I wanted to get on there. And then they had The Biggest Loser couples where, like, you could bring your wife, your girlfriend, your best friend, your brother, whatever the case is. So I think it was in 2009 when my brother and I decided we were going to try because we had a you know we had a pretty good story. We were going to try to get on this uh, Biggest Loser show, and he was out in Alabama at the time, and I was uh, you know living in California. So I talked to him, and we decided that he was going to get on a Greyhound bus ride across the country, and that we were going to try out here in Southern California for the Biggest Loser. You know, and I, I had a I had a very interesting story, I believed, and I thought it would help us um, get on the program. Because that year, we had found out that our dad had congestive heart failure, you know, and he had been overweight for a while. And, you know, it was pretty, we were at the, uh, at the Rose Bowl when Alabama was playing Texas for the national championship. We got the phone call that day. So that's just another, like, weight loss anchor, um that stuck in our mind. So we decided to go for it. And, um, we went down to Orange County. We slept overnight in my van and, or maybe, yeah, city of industry, excuse me. We slept overnight in our, in my van, got in line and, uh, we knocked the interview out of the park. And it was interesting because it was in a mall. It was like in an outdoor mall. And so there were just tons and tons and tons of people, no pun intended. And so you, you only got a few minutes to make your, your mark on the producers. Um, but as we engaged with everybody, it was like, oh, you know, they said when we were leaving, you, you two are absolutely going to get on this show. You're going to get, you have a great story. You got great personality. We believe you're going to get on the show. We were excited. We drove back, never heard anything. So he, um, he ended up going back to Alabama and, you know, we were kind of moping. We thought we, we thought we were a shoe in, uh, it didn't work out. And then you ever seen dude, where's my car? And then, um, so we, I get an email and it's like, we need updated pictures of you. We, we really like you. We think you could be on the show. We want to do a phone call. So Josh and I get on the phone and he starts to sing her a song. We sing the producer a song together. We tell her our story, what we want to do, what we're willing to do, and she just absolutely loves us. And it looks like our dream is going to come true. We're finally going to get to to get on this show where, you know, the biggest loser is going to help us get healthy. You know, and Josh, my brother, and uh, he had really gotten emotional because he had made some pretty serious mistakes in his life, and he wanted to eventually, you know, get married and have a family, and his health was in the way. He just couldn't see himself doing that. 
and for me, I, I wanted to be around long term. And, you know, and truthfully, I, I wanted to uh, actually repay my wife because she's so gorgeous. You know, I wanted to give her something nice and hunky to look at um, stud wise. You know, I got there for a minute. Um, so here we are. We're sending in updated pictures and, you know, she calls us back. And then I just asked her, you know, would you email me? Or let me know either way. And so I did get the email. And it turned out that uh, they kind of had enough people that looked like us. And they were looking to to kind of get a little more diversity. And we just didn't make the show. So there again, you know, we're moping, crying, whining, blubbering. And, and it's just like, you know what? Let's do this on our own. So Josh decided to move from Alabama to California and we decided we were going to start our own community called The Biggest Loser Rejects, the people that tried and got rejected from the show, and we were going to build a community of people to lose weight and tell our story. So we started, and we actually have it documented on video on YouTube. And, uh, you know, if you want to go check that out after the show, it's uh, youtube.com forward slash Quincy Moran. That's where we have about 90 videos and it takes from day one uh, and then on through our journey until we ended up having to quit. In that, uh, in that process, I had gotten the lap band done and I was going to put my journey out there about how the lap band could help people lose weight and Josh was going all natural. So... We did that for a while, and, you know, we started to gain a, a pretty decent following, and I ended up um, getting introduced to uh, a local uh, personal trainer, like a, phys- uh, a, a a former bodybuilder, and she is just the best where we live. Her name is uh, PJ Bowen. I mean, she is absolutely an incredible person. And really, you know, that's where my true weight loss journey began because before you know it was just I was working hard but had really no idea what I was doing just kind of relying on those days when I was in uh in sports you know and uh, when I played football wrestled played baseball and you know just kind of tried to do the work in the gym and when I met PJ wow she she dramatically changed my life um she is a no BS kind of person. She goes all in. She's very, you know, sharp to the point, tells you to your face how it is. And she she kind of awoke. What I like to say is she awoke that competitor in me that had been lost. It was gone. That part of me that was competitive and, you know, willing to fight for something and willing to do what it took to get things done for myself. I I was always willing to do that for other people, but I was not showing up for me. And I don't know if you can relate to that, but I was not showing up for me. And it showed in my health and it it was affecting my family. So um, after getting hooked up with PJ, she really started to, you know, just pour fuel on that fire. And I went through a lot of health adversity. And I'm telling you, I, you know, I, um, at one point, we decided that uh, the lap band, I didn't need it anymore. So 
we got together with a friend and we took all of the juice out of the port. So the lap band was, we just weren't using it. We figured, you know, um, we can do it without it. I believe you can do it without it. You need to believe you can do it without it. So we just, we just decided to remove it so it wasn't, you know, all the juice. So you put the juice in this thing and it's a ring that closes in on your stomach so it limits how much, you know, food you can put in there. So we removed all the juice. I was rolling on my own and then um, I really, really started to go all in with this health, um, this health journey. And I learned that the majority, when it comes to weight loss, the majority is not about how hard you're going to go and work in the gym, but it's basically about what are you putting in your body? The diet, you know, I don't know if it's a cliche or not, because I haven't gone to study. I just hear many people say it. 85% of what you do is in your diet. That's where it comes from. So, and it's and kind of proven itself to me um, over the years. So she really helped me get to, I would say, the most fit, the absolute fittest I had ever been in my life. And she did that by destroying me. <laughs> she destroyed me. You know, because I was rocking the P90X at the time. I thought I was something else. Coaching high school football, doing the P90X, and uh, so I showed up to meet with her at 5 in the morning, and she just absolutely destroyed me, and uh, she let me know who was boss, which I think is the right thing to do. It's what the Marines do. It's what the military does. They break you down and build you up, and she's become a dear friend of mine, and I have referred many people to her, um, but if you're going to do work with her, you got to be serious because she only works with people that do work. Now, she did, uh, she did have a meeting with me to fire me one day as a client and she does that but um fortunately i was able to uh continue <laughs> our relationship after uh, a discussion regarding salsa and salt and uh just explain to her the way that i am i'm not uh i just need to know because that's the way i learn it's the way i process it's the way i buy in her thing is like you know don't ask just do and there's a there's a lot of genius in that because then you know, just to get off on a quick tangent. Then if something's not working, it's on her and she knows what to tweak so she can help you. So I fully believe in that. Um, but I did go through, I it was years and years and years of damage that I had done to my body. And uh, after, I, I remain friends with PJ to this day. And like I say, I refer people to her because I know what she's capable of. My wife meets with her. Uh, my kids go see her. She, they work with her in her private uh, training facility there here in Lancaster, California. And uh, she's a magnificent person. And, you know, coupling that with the journey with my brother and uh, he and I um, doing the weight loss together, the accountability was enormous. And I'm going to tell you, if you go and you look at uh, that YouTube channel, you will see the transformation. My brother absolutely knocked it out of the park. I mean, we had a contest, and he went from uh, 363, I think, down to 191, and he just absolutely looked like an, a totally different person. Um, and I, you know, I... I was I would get to points of real just real frustration, but um, just to cut it short on this episode because we're coming up, you know, I've only got a few minutes left. I ended up having issues and finding out I had diverticulitis and had flare-ups and had it had really done a lot of damage to my body. And 
you know, and ended up developing kidney stones. And um, it was just a really treacherous time. I had to have the lap band removed. It uh, they didn't sew me up properly, so it had it had a it created a hernia, and I just started to go through this really tumultuous time uh, with my health, and you know with diverticulitis, uh, inflammation is a big deal in the body. So I went on a quest to find out. I did so much research just looking through what was it that would reduce inflammation in the body, and you know through this time I had signed up with another online person that uh, was kind of outside the box that, you know, was supposed to help with weight loss and working out and all these other things. And, you know, it just kind of went nowhere. It didn't work for me. And I tried. I was dedicated to it. You know, the PJ way is you work hard, play hard. And I definitely worked hard at it. It just wouldn't work. And there was a resident guy on there that uh, was like a, he was a helper. Like he was uh, an admin, if you will, becoming a doctor. And it's like, look, I've tried all this stuff. Nothing is working. He's like, well, there's only one way to go, you know, for somebody in your case. And, you know, people have tried it and it works. It's not something that we're into. So you'll have to find somebody else, but it's low carb. And uh, so I was like, well, I'm willing to try anything because I'm so desperate. And I started doing research on low carb and kind of came in contact with the ketogenic diet. So, um, you know, through over the last six and a half going on, now I'm, now I'm, I'm actually on my seventh year. I've been doing various versions um, of the ketogenic diet. And I say that because there's no one way to actually do it. Every one is an individual. Every body is different. But that has gone extremely well, even though it's been extremely frustrating at times. Um, I sat down with PJ, and it's not something that, that she uses or endorses but she does know about it and she uses it as a cycle sometimes I believe to help her clients with bodybuilding and things and she just talked me through it and she said look what have I taught you I've always taught you to be your own clinical trial and I said you know what that is brilliant so I started you know testing my body straining straining my relationship with my wife because I'm changing this and I'm changing that and probably could have done a much better job communicating to her since she was the one that was, you know, running things when it comes to the family's diet and grocery shopping and everything. But I started this journey of the ketogenic diet and um, my body, my weight, things began to change. I had ended up getting down to like 221 pounds. And uh, if you go to the videos, you'll see I did have a pretty decent uh, foundation of, of muscle. I was, uh, I was starting to get yoked up and while the weight was coming down and yep, Jeannie looks at me and uh, gives me those eyes. Boy, I love those eyes. Um, but you know, once I, once I had, uh, gotten in the hospital and things were not going my way, I'd swelled back up to 286. It was pretty demoralizing, but I got on this, uh, that's where I started on the, the ketogenic diet at 286 and, uh, got, Linked up with this gentleman named Jimmy Moore, who uh, had been doing Living La Vida Low Carb, and then Dave Asprey on the Bulletproof Diet, and I just kind of started sinking myself into podcast, and that's how it—that's how this journey kind of began. I sunk myself into podcast, and so what ended up happening is I've been following this uh, some version of the ketogenic diet, and currently I'm doing what's called carnivore, uh, carnivore keto, where you know my diet is meat, bacon cheese, 
eggs, butter, but, you know, essentially meat. And uh, I miss the vegetables, but they just don't agree with me. And this is this has been something that's helped me. I've, it's been a year, um, November of 2019, that I've been doing the uh, the carnivore lifestyle, and it's it's probably the best thing, gut wise, body feeling wise, that I've ever done. And unfortunately, since uh, the diverticulitis surgery started back in uh, late 2016. I've been out of the gym now for three years, so I look forward to seeing next August when I get to go back to the gym and and get back in full time, what happens with my body, but I'll tell you this, my doctors have been surprised at every surgery I've had to go through, um, because they're, they're just surprised with how fast I heal. My wife is here, she's heard what the doctors have said, um, fought with them over what was said, fought with them over what was said. And when it comes down to it, the doc, the last appointment I had to release me, you know, back to work. And then, um, and then one as a follow-up, the doctor told me you heal really, really fast. And I attribute that to my faith and to my diet. And I didn't necessarily get to everything I wanted to, but I want to wrap this up in the next minute or so. But you know, if you are somebody who has struggled with weight, um, I was obese for quite a long time. Um, I went hardcore. And if you listen, have listened to the show for a while, you know, whatever I do, I go all in. I just go all in. And it can do damage. It can do damage to the people around you because they don't maybe have that mindset or they don't understand or maybe you don't sit down and talk about the rules of engagement um, maybe they are worried to talk to you because they know how bad you've struggled. They've, they've seen the tears you refuse to cry and, you know, the depression that being obese can cause you, the sickness it brings along. It does cause them to tread lightly. And, um, if you are going to endeavor to, to get healthy, make sure that you have the conversation with your spouse and those you're closest to. You know, and maybe you're a yo-yo dieter. Uh, maybe it's been on again, off again, and you're just looking for a way to start for the last time. Um, you know, that that is what has happened for me through the process of elimination with the ketogenic, now carnivore, keto diet. And, uh, you know, it's I'm going on seven years, and I do fluctuate a bit, but the doctor told me the last time that I could have approximately... If I understood him right, honey, correct me if I'm wrong. I could have 20 or more pounds of loose skin that I could uh, that I could have removed. You have 20 to 30 pounds of loose skin around your abdomen, your midsection, and your legs from um, all of the weight loss and all of the changes in your body. So, you know, I could very well be at my goal weight without the loose skin. But here, here's the lesson that I learned, and then I'm going to wrap this up. The lesson I learned was this. Um, when I was a foodie, when I was eating, I would eat. And my wife loves, loves, loves to cook. And it was always a dream of hers when she had kids to teach them how to cook. And when I got on this militant regiment, um, it, through the pro- the process of that, I started eating the same thing all the time. And that changed her, um, in the sense that she wasn't cooking all the exciting things that she was before. 
for whatever, whether it was because she didn't want to tempt me or we couldn't do two uh, grocery budgets at once or it just, if I wasn't going to do it, then it wasn't something that, that brought her joy. And it kind of took the fun, not out of just what she would cook at night or on the weekends, but out of her holiday traditions. And, you know, there can be damage in your wake and it's things that you may not realize. That's why I say when you're going to do this, you're going to commit to it. You know, you do have to be con- committed and hardcore in the beginning until you get down to this routine a couple years in and figure that, you know, that, that it's safe enough for you that now, you know, you're not going to go back. Whatever whatever you decide works for you. But for Jeannie and I, when we sat down uh, to have a discussion about some episodes, I realized, and, and she realized, that it took the fun out of what she something she absolutely loved to do, and it broke my heart. Because they didn't realize it. And uh, we didn't know enough then to have conversations with one another to discuss these things. I'm proud of my journey and what I've been able to accomplish. I'm not proud that uh, I wasn't smart enough to see that it was hurting my family at times. And that I needed to, uh, even if I wasn't going to eat it, maybe suggest that we make it, that we could make something or that she could do something to... um, still teach the kids and, and do something that was fun for her. You just got to have guidelines. You've got to have negotiations. You've got to have that, that give and take on what's important to her, what's important to you, and how do we make this work? Because it's not necessarily that um, you're trying to take something away from me, but it's that I don't want to offend you or upset you in what you're trying to do. And at the same time, I don't want to give up part of myself. Yeah. And I gave up a part of myself that needed to be given up on. And, and But we, you don't know what you don't know. And she didn't know at the time. I didn't know at the time. That it's a conversation that we should have. And we should keep touching or keep checking in on one another to see how it's going. You know, there, was a, there were many other irons in the fire at the time. But I have, I have got to wrap this episode up. I uh, would love to hear about your journey. And I plan on doing more shows uh, in the future that talk about um, my health journey because it has affected my relationship in good and bad ways. So thank you so much for listening. This is the Q Diggity Dog. And uh, remember, you can uh, email us with your questions, comments, concerns, or ideas at Coach Man versus Marriage Podcast dot com. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus marriage. The